Amen, Jenny. God bless her. We were supposed to sing the choir, and she's like Dean, a pinch hitter that comes in, bottom of the ninth, two outs, down three runs, bases loaded, and she hits a grand slam. And then we win. So thank God for her. Let us pray this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that it isn't about now. There's a promise that is waiting for each one of us that we will see you face to face. That one day we'll be gathered in the clouds in the heavens together. And we we long for that day, Lord. And we we pray, Lord, that your word would um, be effective this morning, Lord, that you would bless hearts and encourage and then direct those that are here to make whatever decision you have called them to make today, Lord. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Let's open up to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. I had a I had another message. And then I read this story and I was touched very greatly. The Samaritan woman. What an incredible woman. I remember reading a writer that was saying that there's many stories in the Bible. And there are many stories. But this story is just a great story, an encouraging story, and a blessing. So starting in verse 1, it says, The Pharisees heard that Jesus was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John, although in fact it was not Jesus who baptized but his disciples. When the Lord learned of this, he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar. Near the plot of ground, Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For the Jews do not associate with the Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it was that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as did also his sons and his flocks and herds? Jesus answered, anyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go call your husband and come back. 
I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. And we're just going to go fast forward a little bit to verse 25, where the woman said, I know that the Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I who speak to you am he. Then leaving her, verse 28, then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Christ? They came out of the town and made their way toward him, down to 39. Many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. Great passage. The title of this message is, Are You Still Thirsty? Now, we're going to cover just four points, and and I pray that it will be very clear and, and a blessing. Point number one is she met the right person. That's the number one point. And I want you to think about it. She met a lot of people in her life. It says that she um, had five husbands and she was living with a man who wasn't her husband. Well, anybody who's been out in the world knows that if she met five husbands and married them, she probably met 20 other men that she didn't marry. So she met a lot of people. So... She met the right person. Who was that person? Well, we get an idea of who that person was when you look at verse 4 and 5 and you see where it says they had to go, that he had to go through Samaria. That kind of tells you a lot. He had to go through Samaria. And he came to a town called Sychar. Now, what do you mean he had to go? Why did he go to Samaria? She met the right person. Who was he? Who was this man that she met that had to come through Samaria? Well, you kind of get that when he asked for a drink and she kind of questions him. Why would you ask me for a drink? Who are you? She met the right person. Who was this man? He was the man called the Christ. When you think about who he was, you have to think about when you go to Luke, Luke 8, 42, you don't have to go there. It says, and Jesus was on his way. Crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak and immediately her bleeding stopped. He was the right person for this woman. We think about the blind man that came to him and says, I want to see. 
and he was given his vision. We think about the lepers that came to him and he healed the lepers. Who is this man? Who is this man? This woman asked that question when she was there. She was like, what's going on? Who are you? She met the right person, Jesus. And many people meet him. It's real easy to meet him. People come to church and they meet him. They meet him at church. If they're at a church that teaches the gospel and preaches from the scriptures, they hear about the man, the right man. If they open the Bible, you can read in the scriptures and it tells you the story of of this person called Jesus, called the Christ. It says the blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the good news is preached to the poor. From who? From this right person. How many people have we met over the years that were the wrong people? I've met a lot of wrong people in my life. I've met a lot of people that I thought was the right person. I had a lot of the philosophies that I read up on and, and studied that I thought were the right philosophy. And it ended up being the wrong philosophy. Well, this woman met the right person this day. You know, when it's great when the Lord asked the apostles, who do you say I am? And it says, Peter answered, the Christ of God. He recognized him. Who is this man? Matthew calls him the healer of men. Great crowds came to him, bringing the lame, the blind, the crippled, and others, and they laid him at his feet, and he healed them. Why? Because he was the right man. John says that he was the Lamb of God. John said in his scriptures that he saw Jesus coming toward him, and he says, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John also quotes, and this woman actually said, I no longer believe or we no longer believe just because of what you said. We have now heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. These people who saw him and met him said that we now know he's the savior of the world, the right man. Who is he? John 3.16 says it's so clear. It says, for God so loved the world. Who is this man? He was the lover of the world. He was the son of God. And what did he do? He says that God sent his son not to condemn the world, but to save the world. This day, this wonderful day at that well, she was surprised. She was very surprised because the Jewish people wouldn't talk to the Samaritans. They would take another route. They wouldn't even go through this area. And this woman came at a time that's real interesting. She came at noon. And nobody comes to the noon at the, to the well at high noon. It's too hot. She came there at noon. And he met her there. Why? Because he was the right person. He knew the need of this woman. So have you met Jesus? And all of us can say, yes, I've heard of Jesus. 
I read of Jesus. Somebody shared the word of God to me and told me about this man, Jesus. I was watching a news program and I heard about Jesus. So I've heard about this man, Jesus. Have we met Jesus? Yes, we have met Jesus. Everybody in this room, I bet, has met Jesus. And if you haven't, you just met him. The savior of the world, the lamb of God, the healer of men, the lover of earth, the lover who died to save us, the right man. He came and met this woman. Have you met him? People meet him every day. And if that would have been enough, she would have just left her water pot right then and just went away because she met him. She looked at him. He said a couple words to her. He had a dialogue with her. And she could have left at that spot when she just saw him. But was that enough? It wasn't enough to just meet the man. She met him, but meeting him, hearing him, reading about him is not enough. We must go to the next point. And this is the story. And point number two is she asked the right questions. Now, we think about this situation. She did ask him a question. She says, you're a Jew And I'm a Samaritan. What's up? That was a question. She asked him a question. Who are you to talk to me? Who are you? How can you even ask me for a drink? And what did Jesus answer? He says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. He made it clear to this lady that if you knew the gift of God and who I am, you wouldn't be asking me about why I'm talking to you. You would be asking me for the gift. And that's when he started to do his little prodding. He started to do his little work. But what was interesting is this woman asked a question. And he revealed the first answer to her question was, why are you talking to me? He says, because I have something to give you. And I love you. And those piercing eyes looked at her and says, I have living water. I have a gift for you. I'm talking to you because I love you. And that's when she started to break. If we could have seen her, she was breaking inside. Her heart was getting softer. Because he said he had something for her and he had a dialogue with her. The first thing we must understand before we come to Christ and really understand about our position and what he has for us is we have to know the man. We have to know the love of God. We have to be able to recognize his love. And he showed her his love. And it says that he came and he loved the world. He showed her his love. And then she had another question. Her next question was, sir, in verse 11, you have nothing to draw with and this well is deep. Where do you get this living water? What are you talking about living water? I have a bucket. You don't have a bucket. We're at the well. You want to give me something to drink so I don't have to come back here 
You don't even have anything to draw with. I don't understand. That was a good question. She was sincere. Who are you? Now she's saying, well, what do you mean give me some living water? With what? She had a sincere desire to know the truth and to know who it was. And she could have asked many questions, couldn't she? You think about all the questions she could have asked when she met him. She didn't have to ask those questions because she went on to say also to him, are you greater than our father, Jacob? Because he came to this well, him and his family, and he told us about his well. And they came and they had this water and they would come back day by day and they would take care and satisfy their needs. And he was saying, no, you don't understand. The water that I have is different than the water that you're used to taking from this well. And that's what the Lord is telling us today. He's saying this living water that I have is a gift. And this gift will change your life. This gift will change your life. Do you have a question for the Savior this morning? Are you curious about him? Are you curious of why he came? Are you curious about your condition, why you keep coming to the well? Are you curious why you keep coming to the well day in, day out, and you leave unsatisfied and you have to come back again? Are we curious about that? She was curious about that. We need to ask ourselves, what well are we drinking from daily? Have we tasted that water that has welled up into us into eternal life where we don't have to go any longer to the well? What water are we drinking from? What well are we tapping into? This woman could have asked all kinds of things. How can I keep a man? Because she had a problem with men. And that would have been a valid question. It's like, I don't want to get married anymore. I've had five men. Can you tell me how to keep a man? She didn't ask that. She could have asked about the, the recent sandstorm or something like that. Just questions off the top of her head. She could have even said, like, what about Mary? How's your mom doing? She didn't ask any questions like that. She went to the heart of the matter. She wanted to know about what he had said to her. And she asked the right questions. And she asked, how can you be greater than our father Jacob? And he answered her. So, we understand. First thing, she met the right person. Second point, she asked the right questions. That wasn't enough, was it? Third point, he pointed her in the right direction. She asked the right question. She did. But she asked the right question of the right person. That was critical. So what happened after that is he pointed her in the right direction. In verse, in John 21, 25, it says, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not even have room for the books that would be written about him. 
when we listen to this story, we have to understand that when Jesus talked to her, we don't even know all the conversation. But it was beautiful. And by just talking with her, he broke her. Because she saw the love of God. Now, the answer to her first question was, he told her about the living water. He told her that I have a gift of God. And he says that if you knew who was is the one who's talking to you and asking you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Isaiah 51, 55, 1 says, come all who are thirsty, come to the waters and you who have no money, come and buy and eat. Come buy wine, milk, and honey without money, without cost. For there is no cost. And I like her response where she says to him in John 4.15, the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so I won't get thirsty and have to come here and draw water. She came to the right person. She asked the right question. And he pointed her in the right direction. He said to her, take some of this living water. He told her about himself. He answered all her questions. And he opened up her heart. And then he asked her a pretty interesting question. He told her, go call your husband and come back. And this is where the sin question comes in. Because first of all, he showed her how much he loved her. He showed her that he had a gift for her. But he said there's a condition. And the condition was that you have to recognize that you're a sinner. And he made it clear to her as he answered. Because she said, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. For you have had five husbands. And Ironside said about that, he says, he drives the truth of her guilty past and sinful present. And she responds. She has tried everything. Now she has to see herself as a helpless, hopeless sinner. And then Ironside goes on to say, no one has ever yet found satisfaction in the things of the world. They cannot satisfy a heart. That has been created for eternity. The woman is close now to seeing who he is. Because he took her to a place that she needed to go to. And he reveals to us right now. And that's the thing that we have to understand. That he sees everybody in here right where you are right now. And he sees our condition, our sins. He sees what we do. And he told this woman, I know you've had five husbands and you're living with a man right now. And she didn't really get that at first. She didn't understand what was going on. But Jesus opened her up and revealed that I know what's happening in your heart, in your life. I know the life you're living. And now the woman is close to seeing the Lord as Savior. And I was, um, I remember walking the other day 
and I was walking down a path, and I saw this woman walking uh, ahead of me. She was actually way ahead of me walking, and I kept seeing her bend down. And I was wondering, what is she doing? She had walked and bend down. I thought she was doing maybe an exercise, possibly. As she was walking, she would walk for 10 minutes or so and then bend down and do something. And then I got closer because she turned around. I was coming the opposite way, and she started coming towards me. And then I saw her, and she was walking along, and then she saw a piece of trash, and she was picking up the trash and putting it somewhere. And that's what Jesus was doing. He was walking along his path on earth, picking up the trash, the dirt, the sinners, the lost. This person was really, really passionate about picking up the trash. If you would have seen her, it was amazing that she was so into it. Well, our Lord is into it, too. He's passionate about picking up sinners. And that's why he was the person that came and met this woman on the road and brought to her heart and showed her her, the love of Christ, showed her the gift of God. And then he did some surgery. He told her, I see you. I recognize you. I see that you're a sinner. You know I know you. And he says that to each one of us. I see you. I really know you. I really know what you do. I really know everything about you. Everything. I know when you get up and what you do in between the day and when you lay down. And everything, every thought that goes through your mind, I know. I see it all. And some of us are living lives where we actually walk around and live like he can't see us. We actually do things that are pretty mind-boggling that we can say that I'm a Christian or I know him. Because like I said, meeting him is not enough. Asking him the right question is not enough. Because he continues to point us in the right direction. And how does he do that? By revealing himself to us. By continuing to do surgery on us to open us up so that we can see ourselves. So we can see our true condition. So we can see where we really are. And he did that with this woman. He said, this is where you are. This is your condition. And she needed help. And she didn't need the kind of help that a lot of people are giving. There's a lot of people and a lot of philosophies out there trying to patch up the human. I watched this show. I was studying one night and I was up at midnight and and the TV was on and I walked in there and there was a show and it was a uh, it's called sheer cover and it's for women. So I wasn't watching it for me. But I noticed it was sheer cover. So they were these women are like, this is really wonderful. This thing that you have, this sheer cover, it's makeup to cover up blemishes. And they showed a woman that was red all over her face. And then they showed on stage. They said, well, we're not going to just show you the film of how she looks before and after. We're going to let you see as she goes through it. So she brings out something and she lays this product on her and it's gone. The blemish is gone. Gone. But is the blemish still there? It's there. It's just covered. And one lady said, 
the product covered up what I needed to be covered and healed my spirit. I wrote it down. I had to play it back. I said, well, I want to read what I want to hear what she said and write that down for this message. Because she said it healed my spirit, covered up what needed to be covered and healed my spirit. Just think of this lady, if that would have happened to her. Was she just those last husbands that she had just kind of covered up things and healed her spirit? Her last husband, Joe, or maybe the guy she's living with, he healed my spirit. He didn't heal her spirit. She kept coming to the well every day because she was not fulfilled. And this world cannot fulfill us. Cannot. There is nothing, nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood can heal us of our sins. So, met the right person, right? And he's the right person. Do we know he's the right person? First of all, Jesus is the right person. Amen. Jesus is the man. She met him. But that wasn't enough. She asked the right questions, which was good. She was curious. She said, I want to know about this man, Jesus, because you, something's different about you, something about you I need to know. Who are you? And he told her who he was. He explained to her, I'm the savior of the world. I'm the lamb of God. I've come to set you free. He had a dialogue and he has a dialogue with each one of us today. I am the savior. I am the Lord Jesus Christ. I am the Messiah. You've met the right person. Are you curious about me? Are you concerned to know why I came and died for you? Are you concerned to know the message that I have, the gift of God that I want to give you? She was curious about that, and she asked the right questions. And then she was pointed in the right direction. He said, this is the direction. Believe on me. Believe on me. Put your faith in me. Trust in me. And you won't have to come to this well again. You won't need this water again to satisfy you because it can't satisfy you. This world can't satisfy you. Nothing that this world offers can satisfy us, especially for hearts that have been built and created for heaven. And God has that in their hearts, a desire to want to be with him. And he draws all men and women to himself. And that's what he did with this woman. So we come to the final point, because it wasn't enough, really, to meet the right person and ask the right questions and be pointed in the right direction. It wasn't enough. She had to make the right decision. She had to make the right decision. And she did. Are you still thirsty today? Then you haven't made the right decision. Are you going to the well every day, getting the water to satisfy that doesn't satisfy? Because it can't. Are you going out into the world, living your life the way you live it, and doing the things that you want to do and you're not satisfied, then you are thirsty, just like this woman was thirsty. But we pointed out to you the right man. We pointed out that you can question, you can ask the right questions. And he gives the right answer, doesn't he? He points us in the right direction. Now it's up to each one to make the right choice, to make the right decision. 
Ironside says about it, he says, after Jesus says, I that speak to you am he, then what happened? Did she start asking more questions? Like, whoa, that sounds good. Prove it to me. No. She had not a question to ask. All her questions have finally been answered. She took one look into those wonderful eyes of his and every question was answered. She said in her heart, oh, this is he. Her soul had found God in Christ. And she made the right decision. How do we know? She left her water pot. One version says she forgot it. Did she forget it? No. She left it. Why? She didn't need to have it because she didn't need to go back to that well. She found the eternal well. She found Christ. And she now was satisfied. How do we know she was satisfied? Well, we hear the story of how she went and evangelized Mary. I mean, all of a sudden, the people are like going crazy. And everybody's getting saved. And how in the world can all these people get saved when this woman had five husbands and she probably stole a few of them? <laughs> and the women in the town, when she's coming back, you've got to be kidding. She's coming like, so praise God. Something had to be really, really, really dynamically different with her when she went back to the town. Because it says that some people believed just from her message. And some people say, well, I didn't meet him. Well, there was a lot of people believed that day who did not meet him either. Because we don't meet him face to face. But you've met him today. You've met him every time you come to a church that teaches the gospel. You met him every time you open the Bible. You know, you met him every time you met a born again Christian that opened up the scriptures and shared the love of Christ to you. And her past didn't stop her, did it? She had a past that was riveted with sin, and it didn't stop her. Her parents didn't stop her. Well, you know, my parents are so bad, I can't come to the Lord. No, she didn't use any excuse. She didn't use her husband's or her person, whoever he was. I bet what happened that day is she went home and packed bags, and they were his bags. <laughs> and she says, you're out of here. And maybe she said it gently, praise God, but he was gone. And that was part of her testimony. That's why the people looked at her and said, wait a minute. You're telling something that's true because I'm looking at you and you're different. Not just because you're wearing a different outfit, but you're doing a different thing. You're living a different life. You're doing things differently. Your husband and your boyfriends, wow, what happened? And then somebody came up to meet her maybe and said, what's going on with you? It's, I met him. I met a man that told me everything that I ever did and who I am. And he pointed me to the salvation that I've been looking for and gave me water and satisfied my soul. And now I'm overwhelming, overwhelmed with joy and peace. And I love the life that he's given me. He gave me another chance at life. That's the man called Jesus. She finally said, I do, to the right man. She said, I do. She got married again to Christ. And he changed 
her life. Are you still thirsty? Have you met the right person? I think we all can say we met the right person. Have you asked the right questions? Are you curious? Are you concerned about your life and why it's happening the way it's happening? Why you're living the way you're living? Why you don't have the fulfillment? Are you questioning? Are you curious about that? Is there a concern or something welling up in your heart about that? I'm not going to ask where you pointed in the right direction because you were. You were pointed in the right direction. You were told about the love of Christ. You were told that there's only one source of living water and that comes and there's a gift of God that God says, I give to every sinner that comes to me and repents. You've been told that. Now, do you buy it? Do you, are you ready to take that water? That's the choice. She said, I do accept your forgiveness and your love. And I want to be changed. I know you've heard the story. I know Dean has heard the story. About the life-saving crew that went out in a boat in a bad storm. And they, they were fastened. Uh, the rocks had crushed the, the boat, I guess. And one man who was fastened to a mast on the wreck ship was, uh, I guess he was visibly um, to those on the shore, they actually saw him wrapped around the mast. And the ship had crashed in the rocks. And this man is unconscious and he's sitting there and he just basically looks dead. But somebody caught his vision. They saw him. And it says that they brought this man back, but he was utterly unconscious. And they took him to a hospital and they restored him. They gave him whatever rest restoring chemicals to make him come back to consciousness. And when he came to consciousness, he said, there's another man kind of stumbling with his words. And when they said, what do you mean? He says, another, another man. And they said, do you mean there's another man out there? He says, yes, another man. So they went back out through the storm and they got on board and they couldn't find anybody. And they went around the ship and they found lying under the ship or and down in the bottom of the ship, there was a man who was unconscious and they brought him to shore in their boat and he was saved. Have you been brought to know the missionary grace of God in redeeming love? Have you been saved? then there's another man. There's another woman. There's somebody else needing Christ. Do we want to reach them? There's so many people who need Christ. And Christians... It says they believe because of the woman's testimony. Boy, what a testimony she must have had. I pray that God would crush my spirit and give me a testimony like this woman. Because it had to be unbelievable for many people to say, I want to meet this man that changed your life. And they immediately came to meet Jesus because of her testimony. I pray that we take our testimony serious. 
I pray that we really, really take our testimony serious. Because there's another man and there's another woman out there on the boat getting ready to drown. Getting ready to go to hell. But then there's men and women who are willing to keep walking, keep living the righteous life, to keep faithful, and to keep calling those who are lost. Now, we're going to end. And I hope you saw the right person today if you never met him. I hope I delivered it even, just even remotely where you, you, you understand the love of God. This man loves each one of us the Savior of the world, the Lamb of God, the Messiah. And he's still coming because he is the right man. He's the right person. And I hope you're curious about him and your questions have been answered today and that he pointed you in the right direction. And you have one last step, and that's to make the right decision. And that decision can be made today just like this woman made the decision. She said, I do. I I accept you. I want, I want you in my heart. I want this living water. And she was never the same. What an incredible story of the restoration power of Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's all close our eyes and, and let's all pray that if there's another soul here today, that we'll all pray. Christians, let's pray that they would make a decision today to say, I do, to Jesus. And all you have to do is I'll pray for you. Is just, just kind of put your hand up and just say, Lord, you know, you don't have to say anything. Just your hand up and I'll pray for you. That you're willing to say I do to Jesus. You're willing to say I want you in my heart. That I'm not living the life. I'm just like that woman. I got a fake life. I don't have a real life. I have a sinful past and I want to have it cleaned. I want this living water. Anybody here today? Just put your hands up. All the eyes are closed. Put your hand up. I see your hand. Anybody else? Just, just isn't it wonderful? It's wonderful that our Lord just travels through, just like this woman, picking up sinners as he goes, saying, I have the truth, and the truth can set you free. I have living water. Do you want to be alive today? Do you want to live? Anybody else? Put your hand up. Just anybody else here? We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this young lady who put her hand up. And we pray, Lord. We pray for her, Lord. We pray that your your living water would show her and to go through her and to come in her and change her life, Lord. We pray for her that you would give her a new life, Lord, like this woman, this wonderful Samaritan woman that gave us a great testimony today. We pray for all those here today, Lord, those that don't know you and they're not ready to make that decision, Lord. We pray that you would just continue to do your surgery in their hearts and that you would touch them and change them and that you would make them whole. And we pray for Christians, Lord, that we would have a testimony like this lady. I pray for that for myself, Lord. Give me a testimony like her. And we love you and we ask that you'd be with us through the remainder of our day, in your name, amen.